Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, 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 welcome. How is everybody? I always wonder, you know, you ask that. Uh, well, I guess we have chat. We have chat. We can get the uh, get the answer from. We can get the chat, folks. That's an awful cool thing. You know? Uh, by the way, those of you... Um, Let's see here. Let me fix something here. Okay, there we go. Hey, good to have you. Good to have you. Good that you're great up there in New York. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's. A, I don't know. New York is interesting. I guess upstate New York is different, but um, which of course, you know, I guess it would be. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, total sense. Well, folks, I got to tell you. We're in a pickle. We're in a straight-up pickle. There's no doubt about it. Uh, It is one of those things that you look at the situation we're in right now, and you say to yourself, why? You know, what really is going on? What exactly is happening here? Because... I got to know the truth. You say to yourself, where in the world do I find the truth? You see, I thought I knew what the truth was, but then now apparently the government does nothing but lie to me. Government lies to me. And all I ever do in my in my hardcore seeking for the truth, all I ever do is ask. And you know what happens? You get a bunch of crazy bovine feces answers. You get a lot of bovine feces answers. Y'all will figure that one out. That's a joke grenade. Pull the pen, let it throw, wait a few seconds, boom. From everywhere, you can't trust anybody. If you can't trust the government, who in the world can you trust? Right? That's what we always say, if you can't trust the government. 
If we can't trust the government, who can we trust? You know what's interesting? This is just, this is what I find interesting, folks. This is just what I find interesting. You don't have to... Ah. You don't have to say to yourself, self, that's what I call myself, self. You have to say to yourself, how in the world did I fall for this or that? Come on, who's with me? Who's who's ever, you know, in this 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 age of uh you know, digital, we've got the social media. Right? We've got social media, we've got we've got all these people running around. They say, Well, I know what the truth is. I, I saw this on a website. I saw it and so I'm repeating it, right? Because this is what we do. We see it and we repeat it. And then what happens? We come to find out, whoopsie, that was not true. Wasn't true what I thought. Wasn't true what I posted. It was a fake. Somebody faked me out. I was wrong. I posted the wrong thing. And now... Now I'm an idiot. Right? I'm an idiot now because on the right, this is what we love to do. This is what we do on the right. We say... You know, how can you be so stupid? Everybody knows this is wrong. And here you go posting it. You Haven't you seen this? It's been posted 952,000 times. You're dumb as a box of rocks. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? Anybody know? Why do we do that? Why do we do it every single time? I call it a circular firing squad. That's what we do. We call it, you know, we're our own worst enemies. We're our own worst enemies. We take every advantage to nail each other on all the stupid stuff that, you know, we should just say, hey, buddy, I don't know if you know, but, uh, you know, let, let me just help you out here. That uh, I fell for that. Maybe you'd be a little self-deprecating, a little humble. Maybe you're just a little bit self-deprecating, maybe a little bit humble, 
and you say, hey, you know what? I fell for this too. Don't feel bad. The mayor of Philadelphia, punk. Talk about some bovine liberal feces. Good lands. Would it kill us? Would it kill us? Would it kill us to be humble? With each other. Let's not be humble with the left. We don't need no need. You know the left doesn't have you know why the left doesn't have to work very hard to beat us? Because we work real hard beating ourselves. Come on now, you know this is true. You know it's true. Welcome to our military uh veterans, our active duty military. Folks deployed, God bless you. We're praying for you. Welcome to our, our gold star moms, and dads, and siblings, spouses. God bless you. I'm so sorry that you had to experience this. We have more, 12, that, 12 Marines. I think it's 12 Marines that are gone now. And God bless the uh, the Ohio police officer that was murdered last night. God bless his family. I don't know the circumstances on it. I I just uh, got a notification earlier today, and I just I really, to be honest with you, don't I don't know the deal on it. Maybe some of our Ohio people listening, maybe uh, maybe you folks can uh, can help help me out and, and let me know what the deal is. But God bless that family. But the Gold Star families, folks, this is a special breed of of person that has been foisted into a uh, a role that, man, oh, man, nobody wants. That's a club nobody wants to join. But you know what? Oddly enough, you have them all around you. You don't even know it. You don't even know it. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. we got to find a way to stick together. Listen, there's, you know, there's... Look, all of the left is weird for the most part. We can't, you know, hey, we call it like we see it. We're not going to lie about it. I'm not going to lie about that. But you know what's funny? A lot of us are weird. The left doesn't have the market cornered on weird folks. We, we got a lot of weird folk up in here, too. So let's let that stuff go. And you know what? The left gets stuff, gets stuff wrong. They do it on purpose. We get stuff wrong. This whole Trump, uh, Ted Cruz mess going back and forth on social media. Listen, folks, ease up. Have some respect. Have some respect. Have some dadgum respect for one another. Have some respect for yourself. Don't bail out on the mission. Look, I, you know, the Ted Cruz, uh, Donald Trump thing. Good lands. One of them is going to be our nominee. And you know what else? At some point or another, at some point or another, we're going to realize 
we are going to realize we're harming ourselves. We're harming ourselves, and it doesn't make a bit of sense why we're doing it. We're har- we're harming each other. We're harming ourselves. We're harming each other, and it doesn't make any sense. What, why in the world are we doing this? We have enough enemies. We have enough struggles. We have enough things to work against. We have enough things to fight against. We can't keep fighting each other. No. That doesn't make a bit of sense. So we got to find a way to be civil to one another on our side of the fence. You can disagree with the Trump people, and you can disagree with the Cruz people. Let me tell you, I'm going I'm to lay it out for you. Look, my least favorite in this whole race on the Republican side, just completely, completely my least favorite, is the esteemed governor from Ohio. I just can't watch him. I can't look at him. I can't imagine ever following him. No, no, no. I'm going to take that back. No, nope, no. Nope. Backspace, backspace. I I'm going to I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. The one I I like even less. The least, the one I like the least is Jeb Bush. Jeb can do it. Jeb can fix it. I, You know what? I, it would just, oof, man, it would make me sick to my stomach. Just sick to my stomach. Oh, man, I'm to tell you, press that button for him. Mm, mm, Lord have mercy. I don't want to have to do it, but I'll do it. Oh, hey, if I got to do it, I got to do it. (laughs) I'm telling you, chat is funny, y'all. You got to think about getting into chat once in a while. The 420-pound king of donuts from New Jersey is on the bottom of my list. You know, I'll tell you, partly, for many reasons, he he hovers at the bottom. Uh, and his stance on, on Second Amendment is, is really key for me. And the guy's just, you know, he's he's so full of it. Uh, I know his head of security, and, and uh, I've known him for years. I know the good friends with the head of security for Donald Trump, too. And, uh, but... Unlike the head of security for Donald Trump, the head of security for um, Christie tells a different story. I don't want to throw him under the bus. I've got to tell you, uh, but if I have to vote for either one of those, I will. This business about, well, I'm going to get mad. I'm taking my toys to stay at home. Listen, we're in a jam here in this country. When I tell you what all i got to tell you today... My goodness, you're going to be mad. You're going to be so mad. And you're going to say, you know, what the heck, man? What the heck? Why it got to be like this? Well, it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. And you know what? 
At some point, at some point, we have to let go of our impetuousness. We've got to let go. We've got to grow up. We've got to recognize. We've got to recognize, you know what? Things are tough. Things are bad. And if we vote, by not voting, we vote. Catch that. Look, if we if we do this silly childish thing, I get it, man. Lesser of two evils, evil of two lessers, whatever you want to call it. And we say, man, I can't, I, I can't do it. It's time for a third party. Newsflash, third party ain't going to happen. And if we don't win this time, it, you know, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, we won Congress. We won a majority of Congress. And like I said last week, a majority of what? But you know what? Congress isn't afraid of us. We got them elected. They kissed our butts till they got elected. Because they're not afraid of us. And you know what? There's still time to make Congress afraid of us, all the way up to and including the Speaker of the House. My good friend Craig from Upstate, he says, uh, apathy in this election cycle will or can write the rest of America's story. Will the eagle fly or will the United States recreate Rome? Amen. So I guess you could say this is Oregon and the feds part two. They're lying to you. What is actually behind the Hammond family abuse by the federal government? You know who the federal government is, right? You know. Come on, you know. You know. It's your government. Your government. Your representatives that you elected to represent you and your witches. You might as well say Bureau of Land Management, Fish and Wildlife Service, same as Congress. They get away with what we let them get away with. Today I'm going to make you real mad. But let me say this. Uh, let me dispel this. Anybody. Yeah, go ahead and wrote my, my good friend, Philly Bob, up there behind the fire, up, up, uh, you know, up, up at his compound. You, hey, you go on, and, go on and vote for Ross Perot. Remember that? Mess around and vote for Ross Perot. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Look, you're not in the second grade anymore. You're not in kindergarten. You're not in kindergarten. You got to get out of there. You got to get out of. You got to graduate. You know they have graduations for everything now. Graduating from kindergarten, graduating from nursing. What are they nursing? What do they call that? Nur- nursery school. Hey man, don't knock me. My kids is old. They grow. I don't know. Been a long time. Look here. You got to graduate from whatever that's called, nursery school or whatever, preschool. You got to graduate from kindergarten. You got to graduate from elementary school. You got to graduate from, I guess now they call it middle school. When I was coming up, they had junior high. But you got to graduate from, from junior high. You got to graduate from high school. You got to graduate from all those things. You can't stay in kindergarten or first grade. You've got to graduate. And there's some maturity. Some emotional maturity that you've got to grasp. You've got to do it or we'll lose our country. 
And we are. We're absolutely losing our country. Hey, man, I know you, you've, you've done a lot of things and you've you've worked hard and and you say to yourself, self, that's what I call myself too, copycat. You say to yourself, I've worked hard. I've done all the things. I have a friend down and uh, I used to travel down to uh, I used to travel down to Florida. And, and, and one of the places I should go was uh, America's friendliest hometown. I speak there, you know, a lot of Mondays. And uh, I used to go there, support, you know, what they're doing. They have a huge, I don't know what the Tea Party's like now there. I know it's its really dropped in size, but I'm imagining they're gearing back up. Who knows? But there was a guy there by the name of Dan Ray. Dan Ray. I'll tell you right now. That dude. Awesome, awesome guy. You wouldn't want to meet a nicer dude than Dan Ray. You would not want to meet a more accommodating team player than Dan Ray. That guy, I am telling you, he after it. Dan Ray got after it. He made signs. Uh, what did he make? A hundred and some signs, somebody. Uh, somebody that's listening from the villages. I know we have about, uh, last week we, we had probably two or 3,000 people from the villages. You believe that? How crazy is that? Somebody's got to pinch me sometime. You know? Somebody's got to pinch me sometime because I'm going to tell you something. I I don't even... The number of listeners here, I, I just blows my mind. But you know what you have to do now that I'm thinking about it? I hope I don't lose my place. Somebody help me remember. I'll tell you right now, what you have to do is you have to subscribe. If you don't follow me on Facebook and Twitter and all that mess, if you're on any of that business, um, you, you've got to, you've got to, uh, I don't know, whatever. Let me skip over it. I'm, look, I only have an hour and thirty-five. I've been. Somebody should tell me that I, that I'm rambling. I'm twenty-five minutes into this thing. I got to get started. Dan Ray, let me just tell you this real quick. I don't want to, you know. Look, Dan Ray, that brother worked hard. I mean, he just he just worked hard. He was always getting after it. And I remember, you know, and this is not throwing him under the bus. We were all devastated. I was down there at the election. He was down there. He was he was getting after. He was in the deep. I mean, he was he was in the trenches, muddy. And I tell you what, that brother was toe up. He was toe up. He was sad, and he was tired. And he was mad, and he was hurt, because he gave it everything he had.
everything he had. He gave it everything he had, and we lost. Your brother tried so hard. Everything he had. And we still lost. The thing I I felt the worst about, honestly, for him, for Dan, was all of the so-called Americans who let that brother down. Man, they let Dan Ray down. They let Aileen Milton down. They let all these people down. Hard workers working at the pole, waving signs. I know some folks up in Pennsylvania worked awful hard. I know some folks in Maryland worked awful hard. I Look, I know a lot of people, but Dan Ray, Dan Ray gave it all he had. It was inspiring. I'm going to tell you, I felt bad for him because the people let him down. The same people that were fighting with each other, and I'm not going to vote if it's this one or that one. I can't vote for Romney. I can't vote for Romney. He's a Mormon. I can't vote for Romney. Because he's he's not as he's not you know what he's not uh, conservative enough. He's a fake conservative. He's a Mormon. You bunch of liars out there talking about you did that's not why you didn't vote for him. There's a whole lot of folks are liars out there. They're afraid to say it. Oh no no he's being a Mormon. I mean I'm a Christian and I'm a, or I'm a Catholic. I don't. I don't know, no, 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 no. It wasn't that he was Mormon. Heck, you know, I don't even know. They, you know, I, how many wives does he have anyway? No, no, that wasn't why I didn't vote for him. No. They say I'm gonna stay at home. I'm not gonna vote for the Mormon. I mean the uh, the fella. I know, I know Mitt Romney. I'm not throwing names around. I know Mitt Romney. We're not best buds. We don't text each other all the time. I know his son. We're friends. He was a good man. He had strong values, great family man, excellent businessman, gave away all of the money he made in the last 20 years. Who do you know that will do such a thing? You say that's easy if you don't make much money. That brother made hundreds of millions of dollars. People stayed at home. Stayed at home. Stayed at home. I'm not going to vote. Welcome to Barack Obama. Invite him on in. Look what happened. You say there's no way. There's no way we could have. No way. No way we could have known. There's no way we could have known. Are you killing me? Are you you're, you're killing me right now? I used to say you're kidding me, but you're not kidding me. You're killing me. You're killing me right now. I gotta ask you somehow. Somehow. Look, you could read the man's books. You could read Barack Obama. Look, name his book. Come on. Who's going to fall for that? Who's stupid? Going to fall for that? That's Barack Hussein Obama's books. You know he's a liar. You know it by now. I was screaming it from the mountaintops every speech I gave. 
You know how you get the name Barack Hussein Obama unless you're unless you're you're Indian from India. Hussein in India doesn't mean you're Muslim, but guess what? <laughs> if you're Kenyan, you're Muslim. If you got the name Hussein, can't be named Hussein without it. Somehow or another, we allowed ourselves to get older but not wiser. Just got dumber and weaker. We said, I'm not voting for the guy, Mitt Romney. I'm staying at home. Time for a third party. And now look, are we any wiser? We still hear. You know why Mitt Romney didn't have, I know this firsthand, for real. You know why Mitt Romney didn't have a speech ready? You know why I was so late in his concession? Because he never anticipated losing. Listen, I was all up and down the polls, all over Florida, traveling around a big ORV on my book tour, all over. Excellence killed the church. How mediocrity is destroying America. Thank you for asking. It's available on Amazon. TheNinjaPastor.com. Go there. Get it there, too. We was all over Florida now. We were all over Florida, and I'm telling you, every single polling place I went to, a sea of conservatives. We went at all different times, a sea of conservatives. There wasn't anybody there voting for Hussein Obama. And yet the man is in office. You know why? You know why they foisted a fake election on us? Partly because millions upon millions of alleged conservatives stayed at home because they got mad. They took the toys. They stayed at home. They elected the enemy. The enemy. The lying, cheating enemy. Let me tell you something. History's not going to be good to this man if we have the cojones to write the history. My good friends from the Center for Self-Governance, listen, go to centerforselfgovernance.com. Click on your state, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Maryland. You better click on Delaware. This month, in just a week or so, we're going to have training right here. Mark Kerr going to be back. It's going to be all up in here. Setting it off. And in our training, let me tell you, we talk about Listen, if you're going to vote, if all you're going to do is exercise your right to vote on that day, you say, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to vote on on this day for president. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, this one time, I'm going to be a great American. I'm going out this one day every four years, and I'm going to vote. You know what? You have an opportunity to vote just about once or twice every year in your town, in your county, in your state. How do you think these people get elected to higher office? Local elections are critical, and you've got to get involved. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. No, you better not be too busy for change because that's what's coming. You better not be too busy for somebody from the government to come rooting through your house to take your guns. I'll give them my guns, bullets first. You better not be too busy. Because they're coming. That's what staying at home and, and whining and being a child. That's what it had to do. That's bottom line, folks. You can like it or you can leave it. Sorry. 
It's reality, being a child, staying at home. I'm not going to vote. It's not funny anymore. We lose the republic. You understand that, right? Are you listening? We're going to lose the republic. So we teach you in the Center for Self-Governance how to get plugged in. We teach you how to get plugged in. you got to get plugged in, folks. Can't stay at home and say, well, I'm not part of it. Oh, you're all of us who are part of it. You're prior, you've heard it before. You're part of the problem. You're part of the solution. And if you say I'm part of neither, guess what? You're absolutely the problem. Let me say this really quick, uh, not for nothing, but uh, yesterday's um, yesterday afternoon, we had uh, a really great session, and it is I, you, it's it's up on the uh, the uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash the ninja pastor. If you go there, boom be up there. I think you'll really appreciate it. I think it'll bless you. I hope it will. It's free. It's one hour. Commercial free. Commercial free. Folks, I'm just going to tell you something. If we don't do it now, it's over. I'm telling you, it's over. I feel bad for Dan Ray. Dan Ray's a good man. A lot of other good people got in there and worked hard. A lot of good women, a lot of good men got in there and got dirty. Got tired, got sweaty. They got sweaty. They gave it all they had. And the folks that stayed home let them down. What is actually behind the Hammond family abuse by the federal government? You know, folks will accuse you of being a conspiracy theorist a lot of times if you tell the truth. They'll do it all the time. They'll do it all the time. They'll do it. They'll keep doing it. They'll call you a racist. They'll call you every name in the book. But they love to call you conspiracy theorists. You are a white supremacist. You are a black supremacist. You are a Uncle Tom. If you're a black conservative, you're an Uncle Tom. You're a sellout. God forbid you're a white Christian. Wow. God forbid you're a white Christian male. You're in deep trouble. Your government, your representatives that you elected to represent you and your witches, they and by proxy we are doing this to an otherwise awesome family, the Hammonds, just like they try to do with the Bundys. We had to fight them back out in Nevada, and we're going to have to fight them back in Oregon. Folks, it's got to happen. You, are you okay with the fact that the government, acting on your behalf, in your name, has said, look, we, this is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to go in there and we're going to put up cameras 
Hidden cameras. We're going to film everything that these people are doing. I'm going to give you some facts today. I'll have to rush. I'm going to get on it. Did you all know, by the way, I said in my advertising for this show, uh, in this very powerful and in-your-face broadcast, all the questions you might have, well, I won't solve your questions for world peace, but almost every other question. Maybe you can help. Welcome again to all the folks in chat. I love to see those see those names pop up. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for signing in. I appreciate it. It's awesome. So did you hear? I, I kind of hinted at this earlier when I was going on my rant. Did you hear? Did all of you hear that the FBI is posing as militants in Oregon? Posing as militants in Oregon. They're going into Burns, Oregon and surrounding neighborhoods and they're acting like ignorant punks like they describe us. And they're and they're and they're they're acting unruly and disruptive and anarchistic. They're acting like militia members. But you know what? The militia members don't ever act like that. Did you know? By the way, I was trying to get Ammon. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I ought to see if this got somebody calling in. I hope it's not Ammon, or if it was Ammon, I, they should probably send me a message. So let me check real quick. That'd be a shame. <laughs> Ammon Bundy's calling in and. I think that's him. Ronnie Mandel. Don't know who you are. But maybe we'll get Ammon on in the coming weeks. Busy guy. Patriot. Good family. Folks, if you could know the uh, the Bundy family, if you could know the Hammond family, they're very similar. They're amazing people. They're Christian folk. They don't bother anybody. They work very, very hard. But now the feds are, are have set upon vi- videoing them recording them and now there's there's FBI agents pretending to be militants but they're acting a fool they're bringing negative to the people that are just trying to enforce the constitution do the right thing are you aware that the fire chief in the adjacent town caught the FBI in the act and as such he resigned from his good government job he had that job for a while he resigned from. Me. He said, "You know what? I can't. I, no longer. I cannot, in good faith, be a part of the government because they are corrupt. They are the problem. They're not part of the problem. They are the problem." <coughs> Tim Brown. He exposed this following the Idaho Three Percenters engagement with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the bombshell revelation that there is an eyewitness to the Bureau of Land Management starting a fire at the Hammond Ranch, which was claimed to be as a result of lightning, but turns out not true. Dwight and Stephen Hammond had to start backfires to protect their property and are serving five years in prison. Harney County Fire Chief Chris Breels, who had been the county fire chief since 1984. He resigned his position and sided with Ammon Bundy and protesters in Oregon against the federal government. And by the looks of what Breels described, it appears that the FBI was getting ready to perform a false flag against the Patriots who are occupying the Maller National Wildlife Refuge. KATU reports the Harney County Fire Chief resigned Wednesday because he said he no longer 
trust the local government. Why? Because they're liars. And people say we say this all the time. I talked about Gold Star families. People say all the time, well, you know, why won't these why won't these high up military people, these generals, these these um admirals, why don't why won't why don't they speak up? Why won't they stand against Barack Obama? Why why won't they do it? And then we give an answer. We say, well, you know, those those guys, they've worked hard. Those ladies, they worked hard, put in their years. They sacrificed their lives, limbs, lost a lot of buddies, fighting for liberty, protecting our country. They deserve their retirement. They won't lose their retirement. Listen, i got a newsflash for you. Somebody that's a general or an admiral, I, I'm not letting them off the hook. I don't care. Well, they took an oath. I don't care. You violate lawful orders. Not unlawful. The thing is, here's the thing. This is the reality that you got to face, folks. We just got to face this reality. We can't excuse them because, well, they got a retirement coming. Uh, you know, most of them are are um, most of them are they have enough years in. Let's put it that way to retire. They don't have to lose their retirement, even if they speak out. But they didn't. My buddy uh, went to, my buddy and his wife and a bunch of friends, got a bunch of patriots from Pennsylvania, went to see 13 Hours on Sunday. There was 25 people in the whole theater. Folks, we got to do better than that. We got to do better than that. As I understand, it's a very well-made movie. Very well-made. Listen, folks, we got to we got to get in this. we got to get in this for real. Hey, you know what? Let me take a quick break. Let me take a real quick break. I'm going to be right back. I want you to listen to this commercial. Uh, somebody just sent me a message. And um, we're going to try to work this out to see if they can. Let me see here. I, we'll see if we can't get them on to tell the story of something that happened to them up in Oregon. They're up in Oregon right now. They just sent me a message. Thank you very much for that. I know you're listening. Let me talk to you. Uh, let me put let me uh, put this commercial on. Let me talk to you off air. I don't want to put this out on the air until I do a little fact checking. Here you go. Give a listen to this real quick. This is important. I'll be right back with you in three minutes. Hang in there. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen. You need to get paper something, you need to click into your notes in your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. Listen, you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. 
you just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be to second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's a Ninja Pastor's number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You, you, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show uh, to follow the show. But there's links on there. Once you do that, or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back. They never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Folks, I'm sorry about that delay. Thank you for your patience, your loss. You're, you are awesome, and that's why I love my audience, because you're awesome. Um, i got to tell you, if this works out, it would be awesome. I would absolutely love it. Uh, I can't say much more than somebody that's actually there right now is actually listening to the show live, and they're trying to we're, – we're trying to work something out. For this show, it's it's a crazy time out there right now, and I respect that. So it's not about entertainment or likes or hits or shares. Well, actually, it is sometimes. If this is your means of survival, folks, you got to have the likes, shares, and subscribe, and all you know, all of that stuff. But let me just say to you, let me just say to you, I'm I'm working on something here, and and we really. This would be awesome if, if we could make this happen. So we're going to keep working on it. I don't know if it's going to happen today. I don't want to put them in a place where they're in a jam. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not, I want to be ignorant. Do not want to be ignorant, and I don't want to be disrespectful of these great people uh, that are out there doing doing really important stuff. By the way, somebody sent me a message about Trump. Why in the world would they invite? Um, it, come on, people. Liberty University invited all, all the candidates from both sides. 
Dang, people, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Come on, people. Grow up, for Pete's sake. Grow up. What's a childishness? Bunch of childishness. Well, Donald Trump, I'm not even a Trump supporter. Uh, Donald Trump said two Corinthians when he was out at Liberty University. And then another commenter says, well, you know, consider the source. I mean, you have to ask yourself, why would Liberty University invite Donald Trump anyway? Why would he do that? Folks, don't be stupid. They invited everyone. They said, hey, we're going to invite everybody to address our group, Bernie Sanders. Feel the burn, Bernie Sanders. I uh, uh, what I what I was uh, going to say here is that if I was the president, uh, all, all, all of you uh, would would have uh, free education, as is your right. Come on, people, grow up. Grow up. Anyway, gosh, now I'm mad. I'm so mad. See, this is the problem. This is what I'm talking about. You can't, you can't live like this. You can't stay in kindergarten. You got to graduate. Got to get past it. You can't stay on, can't stay uninformed. You can't stay stupid. No. As my uh as one of my mentors, Jim Rohn, says, there's nothing worse than being stupid. Nothing worse than being stupid and poor. I guess if if you're ugly, nothing worse than being stupid, poor and ugly. But daggone, be uninformed. There's no excuse for it. We have this little thing in our hand. You can get all kinds of truth. You just search a little deeper, folks. Don't say the first thing that comes to mind. Anyway, Chief Breel stood next to the Harney County. I just, you know, when I went to break, I was, you know, we had to check something out here. Uh, Harney County Fire Chief resigned Wednesday because he says he no longer trusts the local government. How many of you trust your government? Chris Breels stood next to Ammon Bundy, the leader of an armed group who has taken over the Mallard National Wildlife Refuge in Burns, Oregon, and announced that he had turned in his resignation to County Judge Steve Grasty. Reels accused the Bureau of Land Management of land grabbing and supports the effort to hand over the land to the ranchers, but he also feels betrayed by Grassy and other members of the county government, a first sign of fracture among local leaders. Good. Reels said Grassy confronted him when he questioned why some undercover FBI agents were at the county armory. He said Grassy told him to back off. According to Reels, he, he has served the community till the day he stepped on the soil. He admitted to, in the press conference that He's being aboard a committee of safety scared him because he did not want a bloodbath in his county because the militia might be called in. Now, I love this. One of our one of our people in chat, I'm telling you, you got to get involved in chat. Chat's awesome. Chat's awesome. Just like what I said about the Center for Self-Governance. We teach you to get involved in your local government. Don't let them just go, well, you know, that doesn't mean a lot. You're kidding me. Little things don't mean a lot. They mean, say it with me. Everything. Get involved. Get involved. 
Just like the Second Amendment argument scares a lot of people who are hoplophobic, you know, they're afraid of guns. The reality is that when people understand what the constitutional militia actually is, they should be far less frightened of the militia than they should be of their local police officer. Reels went on to elaborate that since he's begun this journey with the Bundys, he has learned a lot about the Constitution of the United States and says it should be first and foremost in everyone's mind. It has to do with our rights, said Breels. It's so important for everyone to understand what's going on. Breels went on to say they were barred from meeting from meeting in county buildings regardless of the of any redress of regarding any redress of grievances Hammond Bundy and those surrounding him are seeking. Breels and others have sought a peaceful reconciliation through dialogue. But at every turn they've been met with those who only want the feds what the feds want rather than what the Constitution demands. In stating that he wanted everyone, including law enforcement, to return safely to their homes, Breel said, I want to figure out what we can do as citizens of the United States of America to retain our rights. I guess that must be a bad thing. No, sir, said one observer. He then referenced Judge Grasty's words, claiming that Breels is an old man and has nothing left, that his perception is all wrong. Breels would not even address him as judge because he deemed that term of respect is something unworthy of Grasty, which I completely agree with, said the article writer. He then went on to add, concerning his resignation, I will not work for a government or a person who I do not believe in or have faith in. I will not work for someone I don't trust. Former Chief Breels echoed the words of our founding father in stating the right of assembly and the right to free speech to address the various problems caused by the federal government's overreach concerning land. According to Breels, he has been intimidated in many ways, but he still stands strong. Come on now. David Ward. County Sheriff David Ward. Some are saying that that's the very same David Ward that was one of the ones that uh, worked at the Bureau of Land Management. Now he's county sheriff. I don't know if it's the same guy or not, same name. Who knows? <laughs> Instead of meeting with Breels, because Breels went to him and said, "Hey, these are FBI agents. These are these aren't these aren't militia people. These are FBI guys. I saw them meeting. I have them on film." Told Breels, Ward told him, "Call nine one one." Folks, you, you need to understand. You need to understand something very important here. My friends, you cannot. You cannot say, well, that's up in Oregon. It doesn't have anything to do with me. you got to stop saying that. got to stop saying that. You've got to stop saying that somehow or another... You are released from being involved in this because it's far, far away. Something happens on the West Coast, you say, ah, I'm not involved in that. I'm living on the East Coast. Something happens on the East Coast, ah, I'm not involved with that. I live on the West Coast. Something happens down South, hey, man, I'm not part of that. I'm, Man, I live, I live way up high. I'm up north. I don't have anything to do with those Southerners, the Bible thumpers. 
Better start mattering to you. Things matter. Briel said something very powerful. He said, I never learned to stick my head in the sand. And I stand before you right now, and I will not stick my head in the sand. And anytime anybody has any questions of me, here I am, he thundered. You know, I was talking a little bit ago about the uh, the, the the Navy and the Army generals and, and, and admirals. Folks, at some point or another, we need them to stand up. There have been several. The number of generals and, and uh, admirals and people, flag officers, top-level officers, that have been fired under Barack Hussein Obama is unprecedented in the history of our country. Folks, that article was from D.C. Clothesline. Tim Burton's the one that wrote the article. Or no, not Tim Burton. I don't want to get that wrong. Tim Brown. I apologize. I'm just going to tell you this. We 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 absolutely must... We absolutely must... Get involved. Why? 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 It's so far away. Oregon's so far away. Because it's coming your way. Uh, I'm going to put a... um, I'll put this on... Let me see. Can I do this? I'm going to put it on my Facebook, folks. If you uh, if you can go to my Facebook, if you're not friends with me on Facebook or you don't follow me on Facebook, I'm going to post this right now. It's going on right now on the Facebook. If I could have managed to do it, my son hates that when I say the Facebook drives him crazy. Page four. Go to page four. Uh, he asked Dwight and Stephen Hammond to contact their Bureau of Land Management, Rangeland Management Specialist Dave Ward. I don't know if that's the same guy. I don't know if it is or it isn't. But if they were interested in initiating a cooperative prescribed burn, that's what it's called. Folks, don't mess around. Go ahead. Go ahead over there to Facebook. Don't do it right now if you're on your car. I don't want you to hang up. Need you to stay with us. Just like Hedy Lamar has talked about the great, great movie, Blazing Saddles. Really phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Talked about land snatching. Thank you, Steve, for that reference. Some point or another, folks. Some point or another, it's going to matter to you. They can take their land, they can take yours. And let me just tell you this: you don't think it's them taking land? You think it's going to stop there? Just that's something. That's hey, look, hey man, these are just ranchers. They don't, they don't care. They're just, they're just anarchists, man. They don't care. They're just dumb white guys who just want to take land. They want to graze their animals. I go on all the different sites and everything. I read what the commenters have to say to stupid people. No excuse for being stupid. No excuse for being stupid. Not in this day and age when you carry around all the world's information right there in your hot little hand. No excuse for being stupid. 
No excuse for being uninformed. Look, we should pursue the whys and the who's and the how's of the nationalization of our West. Folks, you've got to care. You've got to say, I'm out West. I live out East, but my heart's out West. It's got to matter. You've got to care. You can't say it doesn't matter to me. It's clear that it's not being done for our benefit. When you when I say our, who am I talking about? I'm talking about for everybody. It affects everybody. Something happens in Oregon, it affects us here. Something happens here, it affects the folks in Oregon. We've got to band together. Good people. And you know what? It's not necessarily just about the, the the Hammonds and the Bundys being good people. They are good people. They're amazing people. It's not just about that. It's about right or wrong. And you go on these different sites where the dumb, dumb people, some conservative, some liberal, mostly liberal, and you see the comments from Americans, allegedly, saying, you know, get those white people off. It's all about stealing. They just want to cheap. And you know what they love to say? Here's what they love to say. Man, if they were black, this thing would be over by now. Really? Baltimore. St. Louis. Ferguson. New York City. Really? You're going to try that racist crap on me? That bovine feces you love to throw around about racism in America? Let me tell you, here on Martin Luther King birthday. No, it's not his birthday, Martin Luther King Day. You're going to throw that racist crap around? Let me tell you something. If those folks were black, we'd have been taking them sandwiches or whatever other food they wanted. And I don't. let me ask you this. I don't, when did it become racist to say take them fried chicken and watermelon? I'm a white dude, and I love fried chicken and watermelon, and I have a ton of great friends who happen to be black who love fried chicken and watermelon. I don't think it's a matter of being white or black. I think it's a matter of liking fried chicken and watermelon. I love me some good watermelon. Rich white terrorists owning 6,000 acres. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. They don't understand. Folks don't understand. Out west, that's what you do. And the government came in and they took it, little by little or a lot by a lot. They don't care. Let me let me say this. The position of the Bundy brothers as well as the 150-plus in the militia as it relates to the Hammond family, there was, there was a letter written. I'm going to read that in a second. But I want you to look closer. The government, I ask you, it's clear this is not being done for our benefit, so for whom? Whose benefit is this being done? In whose name is this being done? Folks, it's being done in your name because they're government officials. The government benefits, of course, but let's look closer. Who is the government? It's not us. It's not us. Who is it? You've got to be inquisitive. You can't stay in kindergarten or first grade. You've got to graduate all the way up to some common sense. Don't be stupid. Until you know your true enemy. Listen, you cannot. Listen to me now. You cannot defeat your true enemy. You cannot defeat them. You can't stop them until you listen. Until you know. Fruitless efforts, folks. Letters to your senator. If you do that alone, it's fruitless. Turning yourself in to show what's going on via the media. Fruitless efforts. It's fruitless. It's in the past. They've got These folks going up there, the Bundys and, and, and the other militia people... They are our last hope if you don't do what you're supposed to do. This wouldn't have happened if we didn't force this to happen. The government's get away from it. My buddy, good buddy Steve in Ohio, 
Government was getting away with it, so they kept taking. Until we stand up and take back what is ours, it will continue to be taken. Those lazy people wouldn't work to take care of 6,000 inches, much less 6,000 acres. They have no idea the work from sunup to sundown it takes to raise cattle or to work on a farm. 6,000 acres sounds like a lot of hard work to me. It doesn't sound like an entitlement. You know what? They paid for it. Hard-earned money. Nothing worse than being stupid. Maybe being stupid and being ugly. Here's a letter from the Bundy brothers and the 150 countersigns or cosigns in the militia as it relates to the Hammond family. With great concern and love and much consideration from prayer, because they're praying people, they're good Christian people, oh, God forbid, I come to you, Harney County Sheriff of Oregon, David M. Ward, rancher Stephen Dwight Hammond and rancher Dwight Lincoln Hammond, Jr. I, Cliven D. Bundy, have been involved for several weeks in the background, striving to understand and comprehend your dilemmas in Harney County, Oregon. I understand that the grass that was burned on each side of the fence was grazing rights that have been created through beneficial use, one side of the fence being private property, the other side of the fence being private property rights. The fires that were set were for good purpose and had good results. The United States Justice Department has no jurisdiction or authority within the state of Oregon, County of Harney, over this type of ranch management. These lands are not under U.S. treaties or commerce. They are not Article Four territories. Congress does not have unlimited power. These lands have been admitted into statehood and are part of the great state of Oregon, the citizens of Harney County. Enjoy the fullness of the protections of the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution limits United States government. It's, it is my suggestion, Stephen Hammond, that you go and check yourself into Harney County Jail asking for protective custody. It is my suggestion, <laughs> Dwight Hammond, that you go and check yourself into Harney County Jail asking for protective custody. It is my suggestion, Harney County Sheriff David Ward, accept these two ranchers into your jail. Notify the United States solicitor in Washington, D.C. that you have these two ranchers in Harney County Jail, that they will remain there indefinitely under your protective custody and the protection of we the people of Harney County and we the people of the United States of America. I suggest an evidentiary hearing or a grand jury be formed by we the people. I feel that this action is immediately important, that it should take be taking place Taking place before 10 a.m. Saturday, January 2nd, 2016. I will hold these suggestions private until that time. Then I will release this letter to those having state and county jurisdiction and the media. There's two aspects of this situation that are compelling to me. Look, there's no question that this is true. Uh, look, if you don't know the story, you're just going to continue being stupid. You're just going to stay stupid. There's nothing worse. Stupid, poor, and ugly. Nothing worse than that. But there's two aspects of this situation that are compelling to me. We know that this is true. What what Mr. Cliven Bundy. Cliven Bundy. What he said is true. Their rights have been violated. They've been lied about. Why? Because it's a it's a it's a fight between Good citizens and the government stealing land. Look, if it's true, it's not a conspiracy. So there's no question that this is true. This is not a conspiracy theory. So the first is why. The question is why. And then the second question is who. Why is the government doing this? 
And who precisely is the government nowadays? Can't do any better than look at the facts. The federal government adversely controls over 582 million acres of the western lands, 51% of the entire western land mass. They have also they also have recently begun claiming over 72% of western resources, such as the subsurface minerals, forestry and waters. This is in comparison to 4.29% federally controlled land in the east. The bottom line, you know, Craig uh, said this, Steve Pyatt has said this, my good friend uh, from Pennsylvania, the Hill Groups, um, they've sent me this. The constitutional authority of the Fed to own any more than 10 square miles of the District of Columbia and military bases and ports, ports and forts, as needed for defense, that is all they should own by, by the document. Constitutional authority. That's it, folks. That's it. But you ask yourself, why does the government own 72% of Western resources? Subsurface minerals, folks. That's shale. That's coal. That's oil. Forestry and waters. Folks, you don't have water, you don't live. The impact of the federal government controlling the land and resources inside the Western states, it's hard to calculate. The negative impact on the people, that can be seen economically, politically, and socially. We allowed Barack Hussein Obama to shut down coal. And there are hundreds of thousands of people, good, hard-working people out of work, 45% to 48% of our coal, or of our electric, is generated by coal. And they're out of work. In order for any any people, any people to survive, let alone prosper, it takes the land and resources to do it. And these ranchers, these 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 white people, these white Christian Bible thumping people, they've paid for their six thousand acres. They've paid for it, and they've worked it, blood, sweat, and tears every day, working hard. Everything we eat, the clothes we wear, the homes we live in, the cars we drive, and so on, and so on, and so on, they come from the earth. All physical comfort and prosperity originates from the earth. Individuals composing the federal government understand the origination of wealth, which they do not, are reserving these resources for themselves and are willing to use force to retain them. Due to the fact that people cannot survive without land and resources, the federal government's action in administering the lands for their own benefit will be the cause of public discontent and unrest until it's corrected. Folks, here's the bottom line. The bottom line for you, the absolute truth, the thing you can't shake, if you let yourself be out of kindergarten or first grade, you learn a little something, you read a book, you get some facts. Until we raise unrest like these folks, these brave people, are doing out in in, uh, in Oregon. You call them names all you want. They're great Americans as far as I'm concerned. They're putting it all on the line. 
You say, well, they deserve it. It's, 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 they're big ranch owners. What happens when they come for your little piece of the pie? What happens when they come for your little home? What happens when they come for your acre? What happens if they come for your townhouse? What happens if they come for your apartment? What happens if they come for that? Who is going to step up? Somebody ought to do something. That's what we always say when it finally comes to our door. We say somebody ought to do something. But what happens? Nobody does anything. Nobody does anything. And we lose everything. At face value, the solution is very simple. The land and resources must be made available to its rightful owners, the people. This can be done peacefully if the states and counties would check and balance the federal government as designed. But what happened? They didn't do it. Why? They're in bed with them. When this happens, the people will begin to prosper, and much of the economical, political, and social problem the West will diminish. Prosperity, peace, and tranquility will be the results. I'm here to tell you that's reason. At a minimum, at the most innocent, the government wants the profitability of the Western lands to fund social programs and pay the elite rulers of the country. At a minimum, at its most innocent. But what if it's not innocent? What if their intentions aren't innocent? What if they're insidious? Think about that. One of our great, great, great contributors, one of our greatest researchers ever, sent me that. What if, folks? What if? My buddy sent me federally owned land, 47% of the American West, which is illegal. It's 100% illegal, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution. The federal government's only authority to own land is 10 square miles around Washington, D.C. The amount of land necessary to operate forts and ports in the permission of the at the at Let me say it slow. Come on now. At the permission of the states. Doesn't get any more simple than that. You remember last Monday, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about all the... We talked about we gave you background on the Harney Basin. We gave you that's where the Harney Ranch is established, settled in the eighteen seventies. We we told you about the irrigation systems that they built. We talked to you about the the uh, the Hammonds Ranch. It's, it's its purchase includes about six thousand acres of private property and they, they bought grazing rights which they pay for. It's not free. Has a small ranch house and three water rights. They're not free either. They have to pay them. They have to continue paying. Ranch is about 53 miles south of, we told you all this, Burns, Oregon. This is why Center for Self-Governance is so important. You know, one of my good buddies in Ohio, Steve, says, and the state is the people. But here's the thing. There's a difference between power and control. And in the Center for Self-Governance, we teach you what the difference is and then how to wield it. I told you about all of the fish and wildlife, what they did. If you don't have that, by the way, if you didn't get a chance to listen last week, please listen. I'm telling you, we 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 set it off. There were people so mad, so mad. We we had hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, and they. I don't know why you you you. My Pennsylvania friends, why do they insist on sending me pictures of food when I'm hungry? I don't know why they do it. Why do they do it? They're just evil. That's what I heard about Pennsylvania people. Big old chunk of steak and some good good uh, broccoli and a mashed, and a baked potato. Golly day. 
Evil. Look now. We told you last week. Go ahead and download it. It's free of charge. We told you about the 90s, what happened there. They bought the deeds. We told you uh, 94 that the, the Bureau of Land Management and Fish and Wildlife Service, they were building fences around the Hammonds water source. They were shutting off the Hammonds owned water rights. They knew that the cattle would die if they didn't get water daily. Hammonds were arrested for disturbing and interfering with federal officials. Folks, you need to understand that they, this was illegal then. This is in August of 94 these people have been fighting. Oh, cheesesteak. I don't know. You know, some people say it's Pat's Pizza or Pat's Steaks in Philly. Some people say Geno's. Some people say, I don't know. My buddy uh, Bob, Philly Bob, says he's going to take me for the best cheesesteak I've ever had ever. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Let's make it happen. Let's see if you were in chat, you'd know what we were talking about. So the, the the Fish and Wildlife, they began restricting access to upper pieces of Hammond's private property. And so then they blocked a road. They barricaded a road. And they threatened the Hammonds. This is a, this is a federal government. These people, you, they, rep, they say they represent you. And yet another citizen, they began bullying and locking up. They said, if you drive through this, we're going to lock you up. Hammonds removed the barricades and gates and continually used it. So then right after that, uh, they revoked the, the Fish and Wildlife and Bureau of Land. They said, we're gonna, all right, you want to be like this? We're revoking your upper grading permit without any given cause. The Hammonds didn't have the money to force, uh, you know, force build a, 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 a miles and miles of fencing. They didn't have that, so they cut the ranch in half. Couldn't afford it. And the Hammonds, listen, all this happened. They were, uh, let me tell you right now, uh, they really, 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 it, it, whew, man, I mean, they, they were in a bad way. Well, then they had to purchase another property. They sold their place, purchased another property. said, we can't do this. But then the, the owner of the Hammonds original ranch that passed away from a heart attack, the Hammonds made a trade for the ranch back. They said, hey, can we have a ranch back? So they made arrangements. 2001, there was a, a burn fire, a prescribed burn. That's what it's called, routine prescribed burn. Um, and, and then what happened? And they notified everybody. Steve Hammond notified everybody. Everybody called the fire department, everybody, everything. They said, yeah, no problem. This is what you do out here in the West. Unfortunately, the the fire, there's a big wind came, the fire jumped their fence line and uh, burnt 127 acres of grass. Now, it didn't ruin it, but there was evidence of fire there. They put it out themselves. There's no communication about the burn from the federal government and the Hams at this time. Look, this is prescribed fires. This is what the Native Americans and ranchers have used for centuries to improve the health and productivity of the land. Listen, folks, if you grew up in a city... If you grew up in the city, you don't know anything of what I'm talking about, do you? Right? You're a city person. You don't know. Why are you commenting? Why are so many city people commenting? Why? Are they, why? Why do you comment? You don't know a thing about it. But yet you comment like you know something. You don't know a thing. Look, we put some city folk out there in the country on 6,000 acres. They'll be scared to death, won't they? Scared to death. So I told you about all those things. And they get locked up, and they get, 
you know, five years, 2011, five years after the original police report was taken, they get accused of being terrorists because now there's Federal Anti-Terrorism Effective Death Penalty Act of 1996. And they said, hey, we can charge them of this. Carries a minimum sentence of five years in prison, a maximum sentence of death. This is what they did. Y'all remember that. If you don't remember, just go ahead. Go ahead and and uh, and and go back and listen to last week's show. Listen to all of them. Subscribe while you're at it. Judge Michael Hogan's we'll catch you up. And Frank Papagni, they tampered with the jury many times throughout the proceedings, including during the selection process. Look, that's illegal. Hogan and Papagni, they only allowed people in the jury who they were able to confirm did not understand the customs and cultures of the ranchers or how the land is used and cared for in this Diamond Valley. All the jurors, by the way, they made it so. They made it so that the that they the jurors, once selected, had to drive back and forth to Pendleton every day. Folks, that's two hours each way. By day eight, folks, they're exhausted. They're driving four hours. They're exhausted. They said, look, we, we're tired. We want to be home. So on that final day, Judge Hogan kept pushing them to make a verdict. He said, hey, don't leave out of here unless you make a verdict. And several times, it's been proven, several times during the deliberation, Judge Hogan said, look, you've got to make a decision. But you know what? Here's the really egregious thing. Judge Hogan would not allow the jury to hear, hey, if you find them guilty, what's the punishment going to be? What could the punishment be? So they didn't know that if they if they convict them, they're going to be convicted as a terrorist under the 1996 Act. Look, the jury, they didn't understand the customs and cultures of the area. Why? Because they selected them. They only selected people that didn't. Influenced by the prosecutors for six straight days. Tired. Six or eight straight days. Very exhausted. They pushed for a verdict by the judge. Unaware of the ramification of convicting someone as a terrorist. Terrorists, they made a verdict, and they went home. Folks, this is tantamount to somebody from the the uh, country coming to New York City and trying to tell you how to navigate the uh, the subway system or tell you how you get around the city. They'd know more. Com- but I tell you what, country folk, cowboys, they find a way. You put a city person out in the country. Uh, they get scared. They get afraid. They start quivering. So these people that didn't know a thing, they were out of their element. They didn't know a thing. They didn't know customs and cultures of the area. And what they do? They had to rule on something they knew nothing about. What happened? June twenty second, 2012, Dwight and Stevens, 74-year-old man, 46-year-old, found guilty of starting both the 2001-2006 fires by the jury. The jury convicted them as terrorists under the 1996 Anti-Terrorism Act. Judge Hogan sentenced Dwight, the father, to three months in prison, Stephen, the son, to 12 months in prison. They were stipulated to pay $400,000 to the Bureau of Land Management. Hogan overruling the minimum terrorist sentence, commenting that the full five years, if they were required, that would be a violation of the Eighth Amendment, which is cruel, cruel, and unusual punishment. The day of the sentencing, Judge Hogan retired as a federal the day of the sentencing. Judge Hogan retired as a federal judge. They even had cake for him, chocolate cake in the in the courtroom. 
On January 4th, 2013, Dwight and Stephen reported to prison. They fulfilled their sentences. Dwight served three months. Stephen served 12. Not a day earlier than they were charged. Not a day earlier than was their penance. Sometime in June 2014, Rhonda Carges, she's the field manager for the Bureau of Land Management, and her husband, Chad Carges, refuge manager for the Mallor Wildlife Refuge. That's the refuge that surrounds the entire Hammond Ranch, along with attorney Frank Papagni. Exemplifying further vindictive behavior by following an appeal with the 9th District Court. The 9th District Court seeking Dwight and Stevens' return to federal prison for the entire five years. And in 2015, the 9th District Court. You guys know the 9th District Court. Read a book. You know that they're the most liberal court in the nation. They resentenced, unprecedented, resentenced Dwight and Stephen after they had served their entire sentence. Required them to return to prison for several more years. Stephen, 46, has a wife and three children. Dwight, 74, will leave Susan, his wife, 74 years old, to be alone after 55 years of marriage. If he survives, he will be 79 years old when he's released. During the court proceedings, the Hammonds were forced to grant the Bureau of Land Management right of first refusal if they sell their land. If the Hammonds ever sell their ranch, they now have to sell it to the Bureau of Land Management. On January 4th, Dwight and Stephen Hammond reported to federal prison to begin their resentencing, or to begin their new, uh, their new sentence, to begin serving their new sentence. <clears throat> you ready for this? To date, to date, they've paid $200,000 to the Bureau of Land Management. The remainder of the 200000 must be paid before the end of 2015, and we're trying to work on that to see what's, what's going on. If they can't pay the fines, if the Hammonds can't pay the fines, which are illegal to start with, they've already paid all the fees. They've already paid all the water rights and land rights, and they've paid the land that they own. They'll be forced to sell the ranch to the Bureau of Land Management or face further prosecution. Folks, you need to understand this. One of the people in chat said, this makes me want to hurl. Folks, this is the truth. Conspiracy, as I said earlier, we got to think about this. you got to think about this. You can't let this roll off your tongue without knowing. Some folks in, in a private message me said, isn't that double jeopardy? When you are charged twice with a crime, it is, in fact, double jeopardy. The feds say that this is not, I've inquired on this, they say this is not, in fact, double jeopardy. He was improperly charged. Uh, they were improperly charged. And so as a result, they have to go back and give them the proper sentence. Come on, folks. We know that's not true. And there's lawyers working on it right now. So you're right. Uh, it, it, to me, it is double jeopardy, and we have lawyers right now working on this, fighting You need to understand now, there's this, this important note here. Rhonda Carges, the one who said, hey, let's bring these charges. Wife of Chad Carges, he's a refuge manager for the Mallor Wildlife Refuge. She's the field manager for the Bureau of, of, of Wildlife Management, or Bureau of Land Management. Rhonda specifically deals with all the BLM issues relating to the area in and around the Hammonds property, including grazing denial. Her husband just happens to be, Chad Carges happens to be the person in charge of all the issues surrounding the Hammonds Ranch, such as water, and access.
You need to understand, folks, being convicted as terrorists made the Hammonds felons. I want to go slow on this. I don't want you to miss this. Being convicted as terrorists made the Hammonds felons. And what does that mean? That means in addition to having to serve five years in prison, they've been stripped of their rights to not only possess guns, but to be around guns. Ladies and gentlemen, all around the world, over 600,000 of you, the Hammonds live 53 miles from the closest town. They have no practical way now of defending themselves or their cattle. Several times they've watched baby calves be eaten by predators, and they couldn't do a thing to prevent it. Because even though it was just the two, the, the father and the son, now there can't be guns in the home, can't be guns on the property. They have to watch their calves be eaten by predators, and they can't do a thing about it. I said to you earlier, there's two aspects of this situation that are compelling to me. There's no question that this is true, folks. You can fact-check this all day long. I've done it. I've talked to the key people. I've, I've looked at the documents. I know what the deal is. This is absolutely a fact. So this is not a conspiracy, like I said before. So you've got to ask yourself two questions. Who and why? First question is why. Second question is who. Why is the government doing this? And we got to ask, who is the government? I, t- I gave you the figures. F- 582 million acres of western lands. 51% of the entire western land mass. And now they've claimed over 72% of western resources. Minerals that are under the ground, whether you own them or not. Forestry, waters, all of that. You need to understand, folks. When I tell you, uh, and one of these days I'm going to do a whole show on it, they cannot have bows and arrows either. In fact, they can't have a knife over two inches. Good question, though. How about bows and arrows? Can they have those? Nope. They can't have any weapon at all. No weapon at all, except for what they call a utility knife. has to be under three inches. has to actually be under two uh, an organ is 2.75 inches. You say, you know, I, I'd say I'm going to do a show on uh, Extortion 17, and I'm going to expose some stuff that's that's uh, most po- most people don't know about. I've had uh, the Vaughns, Karen and Billy Vaughn, wrote the book Betrayed, Extortion 17, United States of America. The folks in control had them killed. You don't believe that could happen. You say, man, I can't believe that would happen. There's no way. You're crazy. They would never do that. Not to one of our own. You say, Benghazi, no way. No way our government would do that. Come on now. That's just, you're just playing politics. You say it can't happen. The government wouldn't do that. They can't do that. There's only one problem with that. The government terrorizes American citizens all the time. 
all the time. They do it all the time. They led the extortion 17, 30, 30 people, 30 heroes, and, and one dog. One Navy SEAL dog. And several of my friends' sons to their death. Wasn't an error, wasn't a miscalculation. They did it on purpose. They set them up to die. You say that can't happen. You say those four people in Benghazi, well, that was terrible. That was a shame, but we had nobody there. Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State, running for president. I'm not going to lie to you. She should be indicted. There's no way in this world she should be able to even run for public office, not even for dog catcher. But I don't think that about the president either, Hussein Obama. You say that can't happen. And I say to you, have you looked at the Iran deal, air quotes deal, done in such a way that we we are in a, in a jam because it's not a treaty. It's an agreement. Had all the lawyers look at it. Hey, let's give them back their 150. Well, we're even going to give them interest, a very high interest rate. Did you hear that today? I think it's 170 or 190 billion dollars. We're going to give them more than than what we seized. Why? Because we've got to give them their interest. We just calculated it and said we're going to give you that back, even though we took it because you violated. Those violations don't go away. You violated it. Violated every single rule. You say the government wouldn't do that to us, really? They just subjected us to now empower our greatest enemy. Our greatest enemy. And we're funding their jihad. By the way, uh, rock legend Glenn Fry, I've just been notified, uh, singer and guitarist of the Eagles, is dead at 67 years old. It's a shame. Kind of a neat guy. Of course, their sound was amazing. Really, really good. Folks, this is the theater of the insane, as my buddy Craig says, the theater of the insane. But I want you to look at something. I want you to see you say it can't happen. There's no way. Why would they do it? It's inconceivable. You've got to stop asking why. Whenever I do seminars training people on how to protect yourself, how to stay alive, I say this. You've got to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to stop. Please take my advice. You've got to stop. Saying to yourself at any point in time, for any diff- for any amount of time, why are they doing this? Why are you doing this to me? How can you do this to me? Why? I don't understand. I don't understand. I hate to say this to you folks. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, you know, I, I hate like anything to say this to you. To be real honest with you, I do hate to say it. My friends, you've got to, you've got to let go of that. While you're saying, why are you victimizing me? Why, why, when you're fighting or you're trying to be you know, uh, air quotes, decent, they're killing you. 
You've got to stop this. You've got to stop. Why? Because while you're in disbelief, you are being killed. While you are in disbelief, our government has taken. How do you eat an elephant? How do you eat an elephant? can't eat an elephant all in one bite, so one bite at a time, little by little. Small bite by small bite. My friends, you ask yourself, how can this happen? You say it can't be real. I'm here to tell you it not only, it most assuredly is real, because you're going to ask yourself a question. United States sailors, allegedly sailors, now I want to, I want to hear from the families of those pictured. If, in fact, they're United States sailors, some are a little dumpy, a little fat. Usually when you're in the zone like that and you're in a riverine, highly armed, highly equipped, highly technical boat, you're in a lot better shape. Usually the folks running those vessels are not pudgy, lower-end Navy people or Marine Corps people. You wouldn't be in the Marine Corps out in the combat zone if that was the case. You're not going to be there. You're not going to be there. I'm sorry to say. No offense. Those folks didn't look like it. And there was a woman on board. Why? Why was there a woman on board? We're taking friendly hostage and our government thanks Iran for being being nice, giving our people back. And, oh, by the way, the two boats adrift in Iranian waters, one woman aboard. They stripped the boats. Iran stripped the boats of their technology, their navigational technologies. And our government thanked them. Hey, thank you. Thank you for being nice to us. Montgomery, sorry, we're in your area. Sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry, as my Canadian friends say. Montgomery Granger, he's a retired three times mobilized United States Army Reserve Major and author of Saving Grace at Guantanamo Bay, a memoir of a citizen warrior. Since ten, He wrote this. Since 10 American sailors were captured and then released by Iranian forces, many more questions than answers have arisen. We've heard the apologies from one sailor, the lieutenant, and gratitude from John Kerry. We've seen photos of U.S. personnel on their knees and one female sailor forced to wear a hijab and cower in a corner. Let me just say this about that. I, I get where this fellow is coming from. God bless him. Thank him for his service. But the reality of it is, if in fact this was, hey, we're, we're boarding you. You're in our waters. You're 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 our enemy. Look, Iran's make no mistake. Iran's our enemy. But any time, look, if I'm if I'm uh, on a, a riverine vessel or or whatever other kind of vessel, and uh, I see Iranians, guess what I'm doing? I'm getting them on their knees. I'm getting their hands behind their back. One of them makes a bad move. Guess what? They're getting lead ventilated. That's just reality. That's a protocol. That's SOP. That's how you do it. So them being on their knees and have their hands up at least initially, that's normal. Publishing the video, different story. The woman being forced to wear a hijab and cower in the corner. We don't know that she was being forced to uh, cower in the corner. We don't know that. We don't know why she was there in the corner. We don't have that word out. We we can guess, but look, come on. There's only so much guessing you could do, but as far as being forced to wear a hijab, she she is in an Arab country, and, and unlike us, we we let them come here and tell us what to do. We let them come to our country and say, hey, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. They don't do that in their country. 
we got to suck it up, buttercup. I'm tired of being the wusses on the bus. I'm tired of being bullied by other countries in our own country. I'm tired of our military being told what they're going to do. I'm tired of of uh, of this stupid, stupid, stupid mess about of uh, uh, rules of engagement, fighting a daggone war. Folks, we're at war. We're fighting it like wumps. We're not even wimps. We're wumps. We're, we're whooped already. It's ridiculous. You can't shoot back if you see a, a gun barrel poking out of a window and you see them shooting at you, even if they're killing our soldiers, American soldiers. You can't shoot back. Why? You gotta. What if it's a kid behind there? You have to see who's firing the gun. We can't blow tankers that are taking oil, stealing oil from Iraq. ISIS is stealing oil and financing the billions and billions of dollars stolen. Can't do that. Why? Because it could be civilians driving. Folks, ISIS is civilians. They're all civilians. Come on, smarten up, toughen up. You can't be in kindergarten all your life. You can't stay stupid your whole life. You may stay ugly. Can't stay stupid. Can't stay ugly. Well, you're going to stay ugly. There's nothing you do. You can get surgery. I don't I don't agree with it, but you can get surgery if you want. It's your body. Folks, we got to toughen up. We got to be big boys and girls now. We got to say, hey, this is the real. This is the real. We got to get real here. We got to get real here. We got to be grown folks. We got to fight to get our country back. Folks, you know, we whine and moan if we flip the switch on the wall and there's no light comes on. We are wildly unprepared. So back to this. You understand that that thanking Iran for returning our boats and our sailors is like thanking the thief for returning your wallet without the money. All of our all of our ammo gone. Took the guns gone. Everything gone. All the navigation gear gone. Hey thief, thanks for giving me a wallet back. Yeah, I know you took the money. All my credit cards. What we haven't heard and we may never hear is why. Why the United States Navy boats were over 20 nautical miles off course, allegedly, when they allegedly ran aground on Farsi Island? Were their GPS systems hacked? Why hadn't that come out? The day after the sailors were released, the Pentagon went public, indicating they were afraid of GPS hacking. Folks, you need to understand the topography here. In this article he talks about, and I'm glad that he did. I was telling some friends of mine and some colleagues, I said, hey, you need to understand what this is all about. A trip from Bahrain to Kuwait is about 250 miles, and at a reasonable route, wouldn't even venture far from the coast. You're not going to go far from the coast when you're going from Bahrain to Kuwait. If your GPS isn't working right, guess what? You do line of sight. If that's not working, you do line of sight. It's easy. It's impossible to drift into Iranian waters, line of sight, size and location of Farsi Island. Look, that's a big island. Nobody could actually run aground on it. These these riverine navy boats, they're low draft. They're designed for going down very, very shallow rivers at a very high pace with a lot of armament. A lot of guns, a lot of bullets. If one riverine boat, that's why they always travel in twos. If one riverine boat has engine trouble, guess what? The other one tows it. If both have trouble, 
then help from the mothership is coming nearby. And guess what? If both of them have trouble and they're running aground and they're in a bad way and they're drifting toward Iranian uh, waters, guess what happens? Aircraft get scrambled and they circle. And you let a boat try to come up to them. They'll get a warning shot and then they'll get blown out of the water. That's how it's supposed to work. What we know about this is both boats were able to motor away from Farsi Island once they were released. Uh, Department of De- Defense Secretary Ash Carter is now reporting a navigational error was re- was responsible for the trouble. But where's the proof? Under what protocols were the boats operating? Only one video released by Iran shows any ammunition whatsoever on the boat. And that was a brief scene showing only one belt of what appeared to be 50 caliber ammunition with rusty clips. In the same video, an empty M4 magazines, a whole box of them. I said this. When I'm watching this with my family and friends, I said, hey, wait a second. I'm looking at this this video here, and I'm saying something's wrong because I'm not still in kindergarten. I've graduated. I'm not stupid. I'm still ugly, but I'm not dumb. In the same clip, empty M4 magazines and unloaded M9 pistol shown inside a white rocket box with a date that looks like 2011 on it. Not one bullet. No other ordinance is shown. i got to ask you, just like this, this former military officer with combat experience is asking in this article, were the sailors even properly armed? And if not, why weren't they armed? Why didn't the sailors resist? Why didn't they put up a fight? As is required in the United States Military Code of Conduct. You might say, well, some folks never been in the military might say, well, because they couldn't win. There's no way. It's up against Iran. There's only two boats. No, doesn't work that way. Got to graduate from kindergarten and first grade. Got to grow up. Can't be dumb all your life. Why weren't U.S. assets deployed to retrieve our sailors? I'll go back to this. Why didn't they resist? It's required by the United States Military Code of Conduct to resist. Why didn't they resist? Well, they were going to get beaten. They knew they were going to get beaten. Well, we don't work that way. United States Navy, United States Marine Corps, we don't give up because we think we can't win. That's not how we That's not how we roll. But I'm going to ask you, why weren't U.S. assets, as I said a second ago, deployed to retrieve our sailors? If the boats had a mothership, the ship would be equipped with attacked helicopters, quick reactors, QRF forces, whose job it would be to search and retrieve and assist the boats that they're, if they've run into any sort of trouble, folks, we know it. Why after arriving, the guy, you know, he goes on to say this, why after arriving in the Persian Gulf on December 27th and starting aircraft missions on December 29th, did CVN-75, the U.S. aircraft carrier Harry S. Truman, dock in Jebel Ali, United Arab Emirates, on January 7th through the 10th, the time of the incident? Jebel Ali is a yacht yard, and it's an artificial deep water port. He suggests, as well as I suggest, that the Iranians planned their aggression to coincide with the unavailability of this great asset, although they could still scramble aircraft off of it. We don't know where they were being held in Iran. They're not going to tell us that. But the picture shows us it was released by the Revolutionary Guards on Wednesday, January 13th, shows the detained American Navy sailors in an undisclosed location, undisclosed location in Iran. So they were detained after entrance waters. 
Why hasn't the United Nations protested the treatment and exploitation of the United States sailors, who under the protections of the Geneva Conventions are not to be used for propaganda nor paraded in public? Why hasn't our commander-in-chief protested the illegal treatment of the sailors? Why were the sailors carrying United States? I asked this right off. Man, this guy's reading. Why were the sailors carrying their passports? Folks, if you have military identification, you don't carry your passport with you all the time, especially not when you're on operations. You don't have your passports. Military identification only. Folks, the harm is done. The harm is done. I want to ask you some very real questions here, and you need to consider these things. Do what you want, but... How in the world are you going to look at this happening and say, this is normal, this is right? There's a lot of liberals who say, hey, this is a great day. This is a great day. Barack Obama and and and, uh, and John Kerry, they, they helped this happen because we created this relationship that now something like this happens, just an inadvertent mistake. Now we got our people back. We got our people back. Oh man, we'd have never had these we'd have never had these folks back. They'd have been good as gone had it not been for John Kerry and that and that that momentous, that that historic agreement that they did. Barack Obama, he's a hero. Barack Hussein Obama, he's the hero. Boy, aren't we lucky. Aren't we lucky. Boy, if that doesn't happen, now we got a relationship. Isn't that something? Montgomery Granger asked this question. He said, former Navy SEAL and current representative in Congress, Ryan Zinke, has called for an investigation into Obama's tiny footprint philosophy of military operations and rules of engagement vis-a-vis our special operations forces in Afghanistan, who are needlessly and constantly exposed to attack due to bureaucratic red tape. President Obama's faux pas is costing us prestige points and image points with our friends, allies, and enemies. Congress seems not to have the stomach for stopping him and his crusade against United States military institutions. And now we're wondering about this incident with Iran. It was humiliating. It was degrading. And it was very poorly explained. Folks, we can't stay dumb our whole life. We have absolutely got to smarten up. And I hate to say this, we've got to tight. We've got to, you know, keep your wires tight, keep your matches dry. got to smarten up. My friends, we cannot stay in first grade our whole life. can't stay stupid. we got to be informed. we got to say, hey, you know what? We cannot accept this as truth. We demand Congress get to the bottom of it. Not two years from now, not five years from now, right now. Grow a pair, Congress. But you know what we have to do? We have to grow a pair. And we have to demand it. We have to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to stand for this. I'm not standing for this. There's no way in this world I'm going to allow this to stop here. 
I want some answers, and I want them now, and I don't want your bovine feces answers. I want the real deal. And if you don't give me the real answers, I have got a newsflash for you. We will do whatever it takes to get you out of office. We will do whatever it takes to get you out of office. And if you've done something wrong, we will prosecute you. We will see to it that you pay for doing the wrong thing in our name. But folks, in order for that to happen, you know what? They have to be afraid of you. They have to be a government afraid of its people is liberty. People afraid of its government is tyranny. We cannot be, we can no longer be afraid of our government. We've got to step in. We've got to step up. We've got to stand. But before you can stand, you know what? You've got to decide. You've got to resolve. And then you can stand, but you've got to do it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. We're not little kids anymore. And if we don't do it, nobody else will. Those folks out in Oregon, guess what they're doing? They're standing. They've decided. They've been resolved, and they're standing. It's time we stand with them. America, we are in dire, dire. We are on the precipice of total and complete failure of the greatest gift mankind's ever been given, the United States of America. Are you ready? I am. Because right at this point in time, the collision of faith and politics could not be at a greater arc, a noisier explosion, a greater collision. If you fall for that, you'll you'll fall for anything. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything at all. Thank you for joining us. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.